<laughs> anyway, what else have we got? Well, we were going to talk about Coen Brothers movies, right? Okay, we can do that. We were. Log jamming. That's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> Agreed. Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Episode 381. It's a podcast. With a guy and a guy and a guy. Woohoo. Hey. <laughs> hey. What's up? What's I'm up, Craig. guy? I'm Mike. How you doing, Mike? Okay, I uh, I took my um abnormally large amount of Tylenol when I woke up this morning. So I'm doing I'm doing great. <laughs> yes, we were having old old man talk before the recording here, talking about how much is too much and how much is just enough of Tylenol and Advil and all of those things that make the aches the achy and the painy go away. But I forgot to mention that I just I I've given up. I I don't even wait. I, I get up, I get out of bed, I go downstairs, I take all my pills with a glass of milk. <laughs> and and one of my pills now is a vitamin D. So like the milk the milk by itself wasn't cutting it. The skim milk, by the way. Um <laughs> so now I have to add the vitamin D pill into my my handful of pills, which includes a thousand milligrams of Tylenol right off the bat. Bam. Get them aches and pains to go away by the time I get out of the shower. There's only two things I hate, liars and skim milk, which is water that's lying about being milk. <laughs> Speaking of Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've technically got, I should, I should get rid of it because um, I don't need it. You know, you're, you're not supposed to take prescriptions for other things if you have stuff left over. Um, I technically still have codeine-laced Tylenol floating around here Ooh. that I took when I had... Um, Tylenol-3. When my tooth was going to crazy on me and I had to get a root canal for a while there. So I've got, I've got technically got a few pills of that still floating somewhere. But I'm not going to do that because... Uh, you may as well take them. No, no. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Don't oh. take prescriptions unless they've been prescribed to you for the thing that you, they were prescribed to you for. Okay, Greg. In case my doctor is listening. Hello, doctor. <laughs> and in Hello. case, and in case no one is listening, Craig, I'll buy those off of you. No. What's, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Let's talk. Let's to talk our to that guy who's laughing see, at our jokes and see if he can sell you any drugs. Well, hello, Larry. You talk to people. Hello, hello, Larry. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July! That's right. Happy Fourth of July, America, America. Happy, happy tree, happy treason day, all you peasants! Uh. <laughs> now you, we see the Queen Elizabeth memes popping up. <laughs> How's it going, guys? It's going. Oh, not too bad. Yeah, it's uh, it it is it is Independence Day, Fourth of July here in the U.S. As we as we uh, talk hard. Yes. Um, I, it's I have not. I have not heard any fireworks yet, so I heard a bunch last night. I'm sure that's coming. I'm surprised I didn't hear any last night. 
because the fourth falls on a Saturday. So like a lot of people have the Friday off and I figured there'd probably be all sorts of shenanigans last night, but maybe I just didn't. I think everybody uh, not in the right place for it. Everybody but I, live, went out I and... live near, I live near where they do the actual fireworks display. So that'll happen tonight. I'm sure. Nope. It's not going to happen tonight. They can't no, it's not the fireworks display in, in my, in my town. Uh, everywhere because the COVID, yeah, canceled all. See, because that would actually be like something that would be pretty decent. Like you, it's outdoors. You could really spread out. Not that you know, it, it'd be, there'd be a lot. There, would, of course, there'd be a lot of people that wouldn't go, but that would just mean less people. So it would be easier to like, okay, like, like when you go out and you're like, okay, gotta lay down the blanket and claim my spot, right? This is right. where my friends or my family get to go. But I go out and be like, hey, get this, look at all. Look at all the room. Looks so luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> I can kick back. I can, uh, yeah. <laughs> but okay, they really. Yeah, we got we got killed yesterday because everybody was off work because Fourth of July observed was yesterday. So you know, people with normal jobs had the, the day off. So we got super busy. You got slammed. We, yes, we normally close early on Fourth of July too, but this year we're staying open because all the fireworks displays. Because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, so we're like, well, you know, surprise. So, so right, and you work at a restaurant, so you you've been on before. You talked about like you're, it's all outdoor seating and yep. all that fun stuff. So, and and that means it's less seating than normal. So I suppose like if enough people get it in their head that they want to go out, it's just it's just nonstop. Yep, you just keep turning over tables. Yep, maybe maybe people are so bored that they went out and bought fireworks and they already shot them all off, and that's, that was, and that, that was and that's happening. Why you didn't hear. Yep. As many. Yeah, that, that's that's something that's been happening. I've been hearing people complain every about weekend. Yeah, people in their neighborhood firing, firing, shooting up fireworks because they just got nothing else. Yeah, to there do, were actually less last night than like last weekend around here. <laughs> <laughs> we were already. I'm all, I'm all out, honey. Well, there was a shortage. <laughs> I'm all out. Like places sold out. People couldn't find them. You know, leading up to to this weekend because they'd been been buying them for the last month or so. Right. Yeah. So. So three months ago, no toilet paper. This week, no no fireworks. No fireworks. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> well, bored. They got nothing to do. Yeah. Go buy some fireworks. <laughs> I would just like to say to to all all of those uh, people out there, uh, ha- happy Fourth of July in America. And even if you're in another country and you you haven't yet had your Independence Day, happy future Independence Day to you. And we we wish you all the luck in the world making that happen. Um, because freedom isn't free. What would you but do? Lord. <laughs> you are asked to give up your dreams for freedom. Well, one day you two will have your moment. What would you, you will do? not go quietly you into the night. You will not vanish without a fight. Bad. Wait, what that's the wrong you're speech. Going. That's, 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 that's the one. The that's the one from the movie. <laughs> no. But be, uh, me. Tomorrow we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> yes, one day you will celebrate your, your Independence Day, but beware. Freedom isn't free. Be prepared to chip in. So if you would like to support freedom on the internet, since apparently you at least have the internet and you can listen to this show, if you would like the show to continue, go to the homepage and click that donate button and send us a buck oh five. A buck oh five. <laughs> Freedom costs a buck oh five. A buck oh five. <laughs> That's with tax. <laughs> it's normally ninety nine cents, but sales tax buck oh five. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> since I had the Team America soundtrack queued up from last week. Sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, do we got news? What are we doing? What's news, Craig? Uh, you recall we talked about this many, many moons ago uh, about the uh, what space, what outer space smells like. Um, metallic. Um, it sm- spell smell. It smells like it smells <laughs> like steered steak, raspberries, and rum. Oh, why did I think it? Oh no, blood tastes metallic. Outer space yeah, smell smells like um raspberries, rum, and seared, seared steak, steak. Like burnt steak um like crust on the thanks, outside thanks to a kickstarter campaign that's going oh on right now you will be able to get that space flavor that no, no not flavor <laughs> that uh that smell oh the smell in a, in a perfume oh, called oh de space well of course that's what it's called <laughs> in uh in 2008 uh, NASA enlisted the help of Steve Pierce, a chemist and the founder of Omega Ingredients, to recreate the smell um, of what outer space is like. Um, one would presume by then having, you know, like they would recreate it and test it and, and have astronauts who have been up there and come, you know, know what it smells like, uh, come back and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's, you know, and apparently they have good, you know, good sense memory and they, they managed to pin it down. Um, and they have they have used that smell to acclimate future astronauts to say like when you get up there this is what things are going to smell like aren't they just smelling the inside of their spacesuit though mm, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person i don't know where this the smell of space comes they... from <laughs> they just take their helmet off real quick and put it back on <laughs> um, <laughs> take a quick take a quick whiff well <laughs> not, not, not even take a whiff because you don't like you won't breathe that anything in there's nothing to yeah. whiff. there's nothing to whiff Right. Um, but just like open your open the helmet up and just like let the smell because it's it, you know, it's being it's got to be up there. There's something there's you know, it's not space is not a total vacuum. Um, but yeah, that's uh, re- regardless. The point is that you can uh, you can go on Kickstarter and back this and get yourself some oh to space. Only if Bob and Doug endorse it. <laughs> the team the team making consists of top fashion tech design and logistics people. Um, all with a desire to increase STEM through experiential education is what they're uh, touting this as. So like, you know, for those of us who never will never go to space and, and all three of us are those people, because nope. let's face it, <laughs> none of us is physically fit enough to go to space. Hell no. <laughs> um, well, there's um, always the lottery. We could win the lottery, the lottery and, and or buy you, a ticket. Or if, you, or if you get super duper rich and just make a spaceship on your own, like, some of our rich people are uh, doing to try to. We could go, I guess, one up each other or something. We could go stay um, in the inflatable space hotel, yes. the in in spaceable hate flotel. <laughs> um, but here, there, there you go. There's an opportunity for you to uh, experience a bit of what it's like to be in space. So you can um, you can do vomit comet rides. You know, there's you, there's you, there there are. The zero know, gravity to, plane to, yeah. to get into grab the, you, the near near no gravity plane where they'll uh, dive and it goes on a vomit parabolic and, uh, yeah, ups get and downs really, get get yep. sick um, and you can do it with these the ode to space in your nostrils if you want. Does what else? Per- is in- does the perfume cost a buck five? No, it does. It does not. Let's see what does the what does the Kickstarter campaign say? 
man, they, they, they're doing a long campaign, 43 days. Do we, do we want to do a price is right guessing, Larry? For what the, the basic backer level is? Do you want me to go first? I'll say $25. Larry, right. what's your guess? $26. <laughs> this is the basic backer, not the $1, right, but whatever's above that. Less than that in, yeah. in order to get the actual perfume. Right. Right. Okay, can't find I it. don't. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure it looks like Kickstarter okay, fail. You do get you you do get one. Okay. So fifteen dollars gets you a gets you one. You can spend twenty nine dollars and buy one, give one. Uh, <laughs> we both lost. We both lost. <laughs> so there you go. And then there's a you know buy buy four give there's just like you know buy four get four buy five get five jesus how how high does it go how do you how high how high do you think it goes buy 10 give 10 217 dollars yikes and they had an early bird special boo <laughs> boo it was one dollar off got you boo. one out of space instead boo, of yeah, 14 dollars instead of 15 100 people boo early bird <laughs> special boo a dollar off. Come on. Yeah, for a dollar. And that, that's ridiculous. It, it, and it, on top of it, it's only a dollar off. It's like barely right. worth. So, whatever. Did they think they were going to have a hard time getting um, up to their 6,685 current backers? Apparently the, so. The, over a quarter of a million dollars that they've raised. Wow. So they had a hard time. They thought they were going to do this. Got to give away 100 for a buck off. They're already there and they have 43 days left to go. Yeah, they're doing a super long campaign for some reason. I don't know why they would do that, but sounds like somebody didn't research Kickstarters. Sounds like it. Maybe they should have consulted with you, Craig. Four weeks or so. Is like <laughs> the, that's the way to do it. You don't 60, 60 days campaign. 60 day campaigns actually fund less often than 30 day campaigns. Well, probably because people are like, oh, I got plenty of time, whatever. And then they forget right. Well, part, part of the problem with the really long campaign, and this is like, kind of a little bit of it supported by data but it's mostly just anecdotal from what i've heard you know people that are kind of experts with kickstarter have talked about it's like two things happen one is if you're doing a 60-day campaign it's probably because you don't have any confidence in your project yeah um which means it's probably not gonna get a lot you know garner a lot of backers anyway so you're just you're just gonna fail you're just gonna be stressed out longer um and also it's a great way for a, a super long campaign is a great way for people to second guess Yep. being involved in your thing like they like they, they 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 back it and then like three quarters of the way through 45 days in or whatever they get some update that's like oh yeah i backed this thing a month and a half ago yeah. this is stupid <laughs> I, I changed my yeah. mind and they yeah. dump out of it yeah. and, I, and i'm kind of broke right now so i think i'm gonna back out <laughs> what else is news that's well, that's it yeah. for all, all, all that unless you're owed to space and your thing goes viral in which case then it doesn't matter how bad you screwed up your campaign that's true. <laughs> I don't know why they would do sixty days when they're selling it. They're selling it space. They're selling an outer space experience. Like I could have told you without even you could have described in one sentence what the campaign was about, and I was going to be and, and I would have said, "Oh, they'll make a half a million dollars." Yeah, because it's space. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll do it, and they can do it in two weeks. They don't need to be stressed out for sixty days. Anyway, what do we got, Mike? More news wrong theme? Bu- wrong button hang on <laughs> news theme double news <laughs> that was the double secret news that was the <laughs> show intro 
double episode. Oh, who died? R.I.P. Carl Reiner. Oh yeah, ninety-eight. I'm doing these just for the extreme age that we're getting with people. Pretty soon, every one of these is going to be a hundred and something. <laughs> is that the new rule we can only do okay so he's 98 so we can only do a death thing if it's higher than 98 or 90 this point forward from this point so forward no it's got to be somebody that, that was 99 <laughs> and then it's got to be somebody that was 100 um so. well, what's what's funny is uh is i found out about this from uh allison she comes she comes in and says did you hear carl reiner died and i was like thinking about it and like like today she goes yesterday and i said are you sure he's not dead already i could have sworn we did that on the show (laughs) (laughs) and she goes no blah 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 something blah 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 and 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 something about uh dick van dyke also being dead and i was like now that one i don't remember hearing about so i looked it up he's still alive dick van dyke is still alive he's 94 Um, yeah so i thought carl reiner was still alive when he had died and allison (laughs) thought that uh dick van dyke was dead but he is still alive he's still alive (laughs) Uh, for now um for now yeah yeah well and that and that's true of all of us really uh (laughs) but (laughs) it's i've you know it's been interesting to see um because carl reiner is like he's kind of before my time as far yeah. as like where his influence fell and where, you know, where he was like a big, a big name and everything. And I I've known the name, but it was interesting to see people coming up with their, uh, you know, online with uh, Twitter and whatnot with their little stories. And I don't remember who it was that was telling the story it was somebody in Hollywood or somebody um, that had somehow met Carl Reiner at one point and was somehow, they, they had a way to contact him and they got talking with some friends about, um, some like what was what was this joke <laughs> or this this setup and the joke in like some episode of some TV show and it's like that sounds like something Carl Reiner was working on and so they called him or yeah they like I think it was a phone call called him and asked him about it and Carl Reiner you know well into his 90s at this point says oh yeah that was season three episode 13 of the <laughs> Dick Van Dyke show and it was oh, wow. blah 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 and I was like holy crap <laughs> Yeah, that wow. was the Dick Van Dyke connection, the Dick Dick Van Dyke show. No, but yeah, if you, but it was he was like that, like he just he, he oh knew. yeah yeah. No, you want to if you want to see a good example of that in action, watch the comedians in cars getting coffee, where Jerry oh, yeah. Jerry visits. Uh, I don't know whose house it is, but it's Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks, and and they're having their movie night together. They're hanging wow. around. It's totally hanging around with old man comedians. With old no, man, com- two like, old man comedians sitting in their recliners reclining. with yeah, like the reclining. TV dinner. <laughs> tray table thing in front of them and they're eating and food is just falling out of their mouths it's actually kind of gross but um Uh, but yeah they're both sharp as attack yeah (laughs) i saw that episode good one i've watched that whole series i enjoy that series um and it's fun to see that jerry seinfeld has become kind of a grumpy old man yes yeah he's got he's gotten grumpy (laughs) yeah we 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 were flipping through the comedians and cars getting coffee looking for stuff to watch because we're currently in between or we were in between things we had finished watching the following starring kevin bacon who is awesome <laughs> in addition to the fact that his last name is bacon <laughs> and um so we've been watching little things here and there and we were watching comedians of cars getting coffee skip you know watching the ones we hadn't seen and uh we watched uh the one with gary shandling 
that was recorded not too long before he died. And it's very creepy because they start, they're talking about um, Robin Williams committing suicide and it comes up a bunch. And the the topic of death comes up over and over and over again. And um, at the end of it, I turned to Allison and I'm like, that's, this is really weird how they ended up talking about death so much. And she's like, yeah, why? And I said, because Gary Shandling died right after they recorded this. And she looked at me and she goes, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to continue with that theme, but um, yeah, so now, so now uh, one um, 30 day free trial of HBO max later, we are watching the Larry Sanders show from the beginning. Nice. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Comedians and cars getting coffee is how I found out about the whole feud between uh, uh, him and uh, Bobcat Goldplate. Like I had no idea that they had had that. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, "What? Oh wow!" <laughs> but, like, I've, yeah, I've, I've learned like little bits and pieces of all sorts of uh, stuff in there. There's like there's the episode where he's interviewing, he's talking with uh, uh, Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. and. Rogan's talking about like his his getting started um and he's first like he, when he's first in Hollywood he's first start first starting to meet a lot of people and he meets Hannibal Burris and they he just they keep referring to him as just Hannibal and you have to you have to know who Hannibal Burris is uh-huh. um and he's the comedian who started doing the Bill Cosby rapist joke when nobody in Hollywood would talk about it yeah and and Rogan's talking about he was at this party and he's talking with Hannibal and Hannibal and they Bill Cosby the, the subject of Bill Cosby came up and Apple uh, Bruce was like, oh, that guy, he raped a whole guy. bunch of women. Yeah. <laughs> and Rogan's like, what? what? <laughs> and then like a week later, he started doing the joke. Yep. Like he was in that, probably in that testing ground where he was talking to other comedians and seeing how they react to yeah. stuff and seeing like, is yeah, this, he, is this something I should start doing? And he eventually did. And then of course, talking. and then of course he was a writer on 30 rock and that's why the Bill Cosby all joke jokes is done on 30 rock. Well, he was talking about it before it all came out and exploded. Too. Yeah. Like he was like already, yeah, talking about it. So crazy. It's it's interesting to watch because the show spans the time from before the Cosby stuff came out to the time after the Cosby stuff came out. Yep. So like in the first few episodes, Cosby's name comes up and they're just talking about how much oh he's a great comedian. He's a uh-huh. you know, he's he's a pioneer, blah, blah, blah. And then later on they're like Oh yeah, <laughs> back, back in the day with so and so and Bill Cosby, you know, before all that stuff, before, before yeah. the Bill Cosby thing, yeah, like there's somebody yeah. refers to it that yes. way. I'm like, oh yeah. man, yeah, oh, so disappointing. That, yeah, we watched the the Steve Harvey one, and that it, that happened where they taught they listed a bunch of comedians, and Bill Cosby was one of them, and Steve Harvey had to go, you know, before all that stuff. Yeah, before we find out he was a rapist. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else in news? Anything other than uh, 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 did you want to talk about Carl Reiner? Did you have fond no. memories you wanted to share? But yeah, uh, he had his hands in a billion things and somehow well laid into his life could could just off the top of his head, name the show, name the season, name the episode. You may know him as Meathead's dad. <laughs> um, you may know him from probably for, for, for the younger generations. You will know him as... Um, I don't remember what the character's name is, but he's in Ocean's Eleven. He's the old guy. Oh yeah, he's the old in guy. Ocean's Eleven. Who who uh, he he's the one who's impersonating Lyman Zerga, <laughs> and he has the heart attack in the middle of the whole thing. He's that's that. Yeah. Other news. Sure. So um, Apple's doing this whole making their own 
chips for Max now. Oh, they're getting oh, into really? tor- tortilla chips. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, very expensive tortilla chips. They're a little bit hard to eat and digest. <laughs> they're made out of silicon. <clears throat> they only they only go they only go well with certain salsas that they also only make. Correct. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want to have that chip with just regular salsa. No, that's no. a terrible idea. That's incompatible. <laughs> go ahead with the You gotta eat within the closed garden of the Apple, <laughs> Apple Cafe. Um <laughs> No, so they uh they sold this thing to developers. It's called a developer transition kit. So people who want to work on Mac apps that will work natively with the new Apple Mac Silicon, whatever they whatever they end up calling that. And what it is is it's a box with a, a Mac Mini in it that has uh, an A12Z processor, which is the one that's in the iPad Pro. So you can buy one, but it comes with all these restrictions and you're supposed to be signed up as a developer, which itself costs money. So I, I don't know how much this thing actually costs. But these things are out in the wild now. And despite signing, um, you know, agreements saying that they they wouldn't benchmark the computer on those websites where you can plug it in and, you know, run the tests and it gives it, gives it a score relative to other computers. People went ahead and did it anyway. And it, uh-huh. and it turns out that uh, apparently the two-year-old A12Z in the Mac Mini outperforms Microsoft's ARM-based Surface Pro X in Geekbench performance running x86-64 code in emulation faster than the Surface Pro X can run an ARM version natively. Twitter quote. So the developer transition kit with a two-year-old iPad chip runs x86 code in emulation faster than the Surface Pro X runs it natively? Oh boy, Qualcomm, what are you even doing? (laughs) Vroom, vroom. Yes. So we're saying Apple chips are better? Well, we already knew that, but they're they're <laughs> they're even that much better. <laughs> yeah, the Surface Pro X features a Microsoft designed 3 gigahertz ARM processor based on the Qualcomm SQ1 chip. Microsoft designed. In completely unrelated news, Microsoft stores are permanently closing around the world. Really? Also news, Microsoft <laughs> had stores. <laughs> Quote, our, our sales have grown online as our product portfolio has evolved to largely digital offerings, and our talented team has proven success serving customers beyond any physical location. So, rewinding, the Surface Pro X features a Microsoft-designed 3 gigahertz ARM processor. Fast forward again. Our sales have grown online as our product portfolio has evolved to largely digital offerings. All right. Want to read the tea leaves there? (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, Surface Pro. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the Apple store that is right around the corner from my restaurant has been going through all kinds of crazy stuff. Did Uh, Did it open and then close? Well, it closed for the pandemic. Right. And then it reopened and then the protest started and then they boarded up the entire store when that was going on. Oh, that's right. Uh, The protests made their way up to your neck of the woods there. No, 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 they didn't. They just they 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 boarded up preemptively. They did. They boarded up the entire Because it's all dude. it's all glass. Well, boarding, bordering, bordering, glass. Boarding up post emptively isn't <laughs> yeah. gonna help you. 
So then that to make the decision. Well, boarding up postemptively replaces the glass that got broken. That's true. <laughs> so then they took all that down, and then they reopened again. Uh, but like, it's weird. They have like, per, um, you know, those gates where you go back and forth, like you, when you're standing in line at Disney World, whatever, out sure. front. And like, there's only allowing a couple people in the store at a time. Uh, but I just heard yesterday that the Apple Store was going to close down again uh, because of what's going on in Texas. Because I guess their major stores are in texas or something like that like texas is shutting down again or something like that and so they're going to be shutting down again too okay goes crazy crazy drama from this point forward whenever you want to uh, go to any store you'll have to just uh you'll have to call or or just like you'll have to you know keep an eye on it like every time you drive by you like all right (laughs) there a store there right now what time are you open (laughs) to Yeah, like yeah. I need to get I need to get my battery replaced on my iPhone. When I realized that the stores were closed here, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, of course the stores are closed," but it's you know it does fine. I just have to charge it in the middle of the day. So then when the stores opened, I was like, "Oh, great, the stores are open now. I can go get my battery changed anytime I want." And then I promptly forgot about it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and now now you're saying they're closing again. I'm like, "Crap! I need to get my uh, battery changed." I believe they are. Yes. That's, that is the rumor from some Apple Store employees that hang out at my restaurant. Ah, so. well, they would know. <laughs> they should. You would think they've got you know a whiteboard with their schedule on the wall, right? Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, if if if, if anybody's going to know, it's going to be them. You like, you know, you're not yeah. going to ask the pharmacist. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, do you know if the Apple Store is going to be open, <laughs> sir? I'm just filling out your prescription. How, how how secretive is Apple? Maybe they maybe they don't know. Yeah. Maybe they get a call every morning or a text that says, "Yes, you can go into work. We're still open." Well, they have to have a they have to have a séance and talk to Steve. Bring <laughs> <laughs> in the medium. <laughs> Got to talk to Steve again. What do we do? <laughs> Tim Cook has a shrine built in, into his locker in the locker room in half Apple headquarters. It looks like a Joe Boo. Major no. League. Major League. <laughs> <laughs> Offers up cigarettes and rum to talk to Steve Jobs. <laughs> and now that cigars, guy... cigars and rum. I give him cigars uh, and rum. And now that guy sells insurance, right? <laughs> that's, that's Dennis Haysbert, isn't it? Uh, who plays Joe Boo? Yeah, he was. He was. He was the center fielder, uh, power hitter for uh, in Major League, and then he was the president, and now he sells insurance. Yep. <laughs> Although he's he's been in plenty of other acting, he's just got a sweet uh, a sweet regular paycheck with the uh, with the insurance sales. It's very very bad to steal Joe Boo's run. He's very bad. <laughs> very bad. <laughs> God, that movie. Speaking of baseball, that's going to be starting up again soon. Apparently, such so, as it is. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's going to be even less interesting to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I will still only see it for brief moments on television when right. I'm not trying to. And there will be no fans. <laughs> and it'll probably be even slower because they'll have to like sanitize between every bat. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe the ball off exactly. every pitch. <laughs> Can't they just have a barrel full of uh, 
Well, they pretty much already do that. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or like a hand. giant, a giant glass <laughs> barrel full of that. Oh, uh, here you go. That bar- like blue a, barbicide stuff. All the bats shape. are sitting in that. A giant Gatorade cooler full of uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> and the home plate ump has to be extra extra observant to make sure that the pitcher is wiping all the, the gunk off the ball. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. you're going to get called on, you know, yeah. you know like, like major league Vaseline yeah. ball. You yeah, know, yeah. Put stuff on the ball yeah. to cause the ball to do weird things. It's like yeah. sanitizer yeah. ball. Got Vagistel. Just a bit outside. <laughs> Definitely no spitballs. Harry Do- Harry Doyle calls it a Vaseline ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Oh, what a great movie. <laughs> I watched the heck out of that movie when it came out on videotape um in my was it my freshman year of college? Um I I was I had some classes with a guy that I became friends with and he had a copy of it. And so like middle of the day, we'd like, we'd have class and then we'd go back, have lunch. And then we'd go to his apartment, which was just off of campus. And we'd sit down and watch major league. And we'd do that like three times a week, <laughs> like for the whole semester. <laughs> I watched major league a lot. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, also occasionally um, smoked. <laughs> <laughs> what did you smoke, Craig? Um, a thing that you light. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> he was he was a generous friend. He he, he shared. <laughs> Smoking banana peels. Yes, it was banana peels. We had oh, <laughs> banana peel every every Wednesday. Um, it's a good thing you watched that movie more than once while you were doing that, so that you could actually remember it. Unlike yeah. <laughs> unlike the time that I I was smoking something and watched uh, The Big Lebowski twenty years ago. <laughs> And then, and then never remembered what happened until last <laughs> night when I watched it for the second time. That is that is definitely the right movie to pair. Like if you you talk about like pairing the right uh-huh. wine with your meal, uh-huh. <laughs> if you're gonna pair something with the Big Lebowski. That's yeah. that's what you pair. There, we we yeah we noticed that a lot last night. Like this is this is a total stoner movie. This is a, a oh, ni- very late Absolutely. '90s stoner movie. Well, that's like just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> Shut the I f*** up, one, Donnie. I throw that one up. I throw that one up in Twitter pretty regularly when somebody has an opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> nice marmot. Say what you will about the tenets of modern socialism. At least it had an ethos. <laughs> <laughs> They're nihilist, Donnie. They don't. They're nihilist, Donnie. I don't roll on Shabbos. God, love that movie. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Just because uh, I never did go looking. I wonder is Log Jamming a movie? Did they actually make <laughs> the porn movie? In 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 the Big Lebowski, yep. the porn movie oh, that's yeah, on yeah, in the yeah. background is called Log Jamming. If I recall correctly, Mike, is that correct? I I believe you're correct. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yes. <laughs> Let's type in Log Jamming. I don't believe it was made. Well, it wasn't made by the Cohen brothers. And it comes up with Big Lebowski immediately. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jackie Treehorn presents Log Jammin'. <laughs> Jackie Treehorn, that was, that was the name I was trying to think of. Starring Carl Hungus. <laughs> yeah, Peter Stormare. And uh, Bunny LaJoy. Tara Reed. Yeah. Oh, man, I watched Sharknado 2 <laughs> again recently just because. And it's like, wow, yeah, Tara Reed. <laughs> man, that movie, Sharknado 2 does not hold up. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it lived well because we watched a bunch of those mike for the show we watched and then we would review them and talk yeah, i remember you doing each it. each time we watched one when we did the review episode with whoever the guest was the like the the we talked about sharknado for a long time on the episode and then when we did sharknado 2 we didn't talk about it for as long no uh-huh. in sharknado 3 we talked about it even shorter uh-huh. an even shorter amount of time and Sharknado um, 4, I think we briefly mentioned it. We, we briefly mentioned that we watched it. We and watched five it. And six, and five and six, we, we didn't even bother. We even brought up. No. Um, but I watched Sharknado 2, and I'm just like, oh, man. Because here's the thing. Sharknado was like, oh, hey, it's funny. You know, it's like the Sharknado thing. And as the movies went along, they got more and more ludicrous. And so by the time you get to the end, you've got like, you know, lightsaber chainsaws, and they're in outer space. And it's like, you know, really wild and but Sharknado 2 with, with like David Hasselhoff. To, yeah, yeah. So Sharknado 2 <laughs> starts to push starts to push those boundaries but never really gets too over the top. It's a lot more like it's, you know, it's it's more so, it's it's more quote realistic to, so to much, Sharknado 1. It's more so a, much more grounded like Sharknado 1 yeah. was. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, is. It, it doesn't have nearly as much of the over the top stuff. I should go back and watch like five. That's where things like everything went really off the rails. <laughs> it's more more of a traditional sequel and not an exercise in one-upmanship. Yeah, they, because it, the the latter ones definitely become that. I mean, the, admittedly, two has like she gets her hand bit off at the beginning <laughs> to her Reed's character, and then by the end she has a prosthetic that is like a circular saw. <laughs> well, and then in each subsequent movie, she becomes more and more machine to the point where yeah. I think it's just like her head on a robot body. <laughs> And and he and and Ein Ziering reaches into the mouth of a shark that he's battling and pulls out her hand, her forearm, half of her forearm in her hand, which is still clutching the pistol that she had <laughs> when she was when she got her hand bit off. And he shoots the shark with her hand. He doesn't uh-huh. take the pistol. He doesn't take the pistol off of her hand and then fire the gun. Uh-huh. He holds the whole assembly <laughs> and pulls the triggers and then he's and then and this is when she's rejoined him and she's got a prosthetic and everything and he's he's like well i guess we won't they're sta- he's standing there with her and he says i guess we won't need this and he tosses it away and i'm just like <laughs> maybe maybe she wanted to try to get that reattached maybe i wanted my arm back <laughs> and it's got judd hirsch in it playing a taxi driver wait are we talking about Sharknado, Sharknado or Independence 2. Day? Sharknado 2. Doug Hershey's... <laughs> no, he's in there. That's the joke. He was on taxi, and he's a taxi driver in Sharknado 2. He functions as a taxi driver in Independence Day. Uh, kind of, yeah, he does. He does, he does Jeff ferry Goldblum someone from one place to another. Doesn't own a car. <laughs> anyway, what else have we got? Well, we were going to talk about Coen Brothers movies, right? Okay, we can do that. We were. Log jamming. That's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> Agreed. Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> and done. <laughs> Good night, everybody.
Show's <laughs> over. Okay, well, uh, Larry, do you have anything in particular you want to start us off with? No, not really in particular. Um, their first movie ever. I don't know if you know their first movie. You know what their first movie was? The Blood Simple? Yes, Blood Simple. Available which on I... HBO Max if you'd like to watch it. <laughs> I probably which will. Seen, which I've seen, but I, I didn't really get into. It I couldn't... Me... I couldn't kind of into uh, their later movies before I got into. I it. tried watching it a long time ago, and I couldn't get more than like fifteen minutes into it. Really, I love that movie. Very slow moving and very film noir, but yeah, very the first their first couple are uh, are very very slow. dark, yeah, and slow. Actually, the next well, the next movie that came out was Crime Wave, but they actually didn't direct that one. They wrote it with Sam Raimi, and Sam Raimi directed Crime Wave, which I have never seen. I just uh, printed out this list, chronological list of their movies. And then after that was Raising Arizona. So, Although they did, they did do a short called Lumberjacks at Play. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Raising Arizona. I've seen Raising Arizona. It's, um, I like it okay. Uh-huh. It's, not, it's not my favorite. Really? Well, it's not my favorite. Movie, well, hey, Larry, hey, Larry, I've told you that, I, that there's two movies that I don't, like and I've, I've told you that it took me a while to kind of get into them so uh, you don't have to be surprised every time i say <laughs> i didn't like that one i don't autom- i didn't I, i'm not automatically into all of them yeah I raising like, arizona raising arizona is fun i like raising arizona uh thing about the coen brothers movies for me the more stylistic they are the more i like them okay the more just kind of regular movie they are the more the, 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 those the, those ones i don't like gotcha like one of my favorites is hudsucker proxy I was just gonna say that I think that's my favorite one. It's Hudsucker. Really? Yeah, I love that movie so much. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I enjoy that one. It's got uh, it's t- got some pretty over the top performances in it that I think make yeah. it a lot of fun. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, for kids. <laughs> it's, it's just a circle. What the hell is this and guy it's, talking and about? It's, it's Tim Robbins yep. at his absolute just. <laughs> dumbest yeah he's so he's so dumb (laughs) and what's her name Uh, his love interest in that has the typical jennifer jason lee jennifer jason jennifer jason lee's character she is she is i mean like it's like it's like they wrote like they they wrote the whole movie Uh and then they went back and then they they went back like one like maybe one of them wrote the whole the whole story Uh and then they and he handed it off to the brother and that one went through and compl- and decided. I think Jennifer Jason Lee's character, Amy Archer, should talk like uh, like a like a dame from the thirties, yeah, <laughs> or the forties. Even though um, the and, movies in the fifties, nobody else does. No. <laughs> yeah, just her. <laughs> and rewrote all of her dialogue so that she sounded like this. See, you know, uh, like, yeah, a real well. comeback. <laughs> She's great at that. <laughs> anyway, we skip Miller's. Crossing and Barton Fink. Barton Fink uh, is so slow. I can't get past the first <laughs> half hour. I've tried, but just nothing happens. Maybe I'll try again. And the Hudsucker proxy is next. After that's Fargo. Yeah, uh, Fargo. That's where it yeah, kicks off. That's where yeah. it starts to get. Yeah. Now you're getting into my wheelhouse. Yeah, Fargo and the Big Lebowski comes right after Fargo. So, uh, Fargo. Those are, those are both written by Joel and Ethan and directed by Joel favorite bits of fargo i mean like what 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 isn't your favorite part of fargo might be an easier <laughs> question yeah um 
So you were having sex with the little guy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what he, uh, how do you mean? How do you mean uh, funny looking? Just, just sort of funny looking. Funny looking. <laughs> in a general way. Hey, Margie. In a general sort of way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sort of funny looking. And that might that might be the movie where I just kind of discovered um William H. Macy. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't think I really knew him from anything before that. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's almost as dumb as Tim Robbins. Right. <laughs> um it's the only thing that sets him that sets that guy apart is he has a plan. Yeah. Like he actually does try to do something where Tim Robbins, like the whole movie just happens to yeah, him. Yeah, just like yeah, stuff happens to him. Every so often he tries to do something. Mostly the movie just happens to him. Yeah. Um, gotta get gotta get that true coat, eh? The true coat. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, you're really gonna want to get yeah, the true coat here because it's it's really gonna you're gonna it's gonna pay for itself in the long run. <laughs> I told you I didn't <laughs> want the true coat. <laughs> Jerry Lundegaard. Jerry. All right, let me go see, talk to my bosses. He told me <laughs> I could knock up $100 on a true coach. Trying to, <laughs> trying to launder money through an Oldsmobile dealership. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You yeah, know, and, and it's one like, extra at a time. Yeah, it's uh, one little, one like, stupid extra thought. option. Yeah, like tiny, <laughs> relatively inexpensive, hard fought. Uh-huh. Like he just will not give up on the true coat. I do not like, want like, the true coat. Okay, so like, you want the true coat then? <laughs> no, I just like, I don't want Jerry, it. Jerry, just try a different tactic. Just like talk to a different cus- different customer, different customer. It's like such a cringe-worthy scene. And then he yeah. just he just bails. He just uh-huh. runs yeah, away. He, leaves. he just runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me go talk to my boss. Goes and drinks a cup of coffee. Well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it says something about w- what a great movie that is. That there is a uh, about to be four season, critically acclaimed television series that came out of it. Yeah, like that universe just grows and grows. And Which apparently, according to rumor, Joel and Ethan Cohen don't really like the TV show. They apparently. don't like it. No, no. that's what well, I they heard. Sh- they shouldn't have sold the rights. Then should they have? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's great. I yeah, I think <laughs> Noah Hawley is doing a great job. Yep. I can't wait for season four to start. Whenever the Me hell either. that's going to happen? When is it going to happen? I don't know. It, well, I thought that it was, would be a great time. I thought it was supposed to have been a time to watch stuff. <laughs> I thought it was so. I, su- I suppose that's your partner in the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> pancakes house. <laughs> pancakes. Go to Pancakes House. <laughs> and I want to go somewhere where I can get a beer. <laughs> oh boy, what else? What? And then Big Lebowski. Um, Big Lebowski was next. I think. I think. Uh, I love I I do love Fargo. I think O Brother and Big Lebowski, which are back to back next, are probably yep. my two favorite. Those are the ones that I um I can rewatch those over and over. And I think like Mike was saying that they're because they're so stylistically different. Like, you know, yeah. the Big Lebowski is this gigantic callback to the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um and O Brother Where Art Thou is is so bizarre. And yeah. it's like set in the twenties or uh-huh. is it the twenties or the thirties? And it's 
like 30s that. right 30s and, and, yeah um and it's basically the story of odysseus um kind of you know loosely right um but but uh, set in and, uh in rural mississippi yeah with during uh, with, during the dust bowl uh, pretty much i mean yeah yeah with uh uh george clooney in that voice <laughs> <laughs> and that hair and the hair dapper I'm a dapper dan. dan i'm a dapper dan man <laughs> <laughs> so many good just you know over the top characters it's all well, over the top character in that movie in between the big lebowski and oh brother we're out there now there was the naked man which yeah what's was, that well, it was written by Joel Ethan Cohn, but directed by J. Todd Anderson. So I don't know. I don't think I've, I haven't seen that either. Stars Michael Rappaport. The Naked Man? Like he's a wrestler? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> You're in search of the treasure. <laughs> Do not seek the treasure. It's, it's tra- the treasure, treasure. He plays a chiropractor by day and moonlights as a professional wrestler at night called the Naked Man because he wears a naked bodysuit when wrestling. I kind of okay. want to watch this now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, brother, where art, where art thou? Is um visually one of one of the best. Yeah, Coen Brothers movies. The way they desaturated up oh, yeah, the color digitally yeah. it's visually yeah it's it's a it's a it's a gorgeous 20 movie. years old it's wow from 2000 i saw that movie in the theaters um i was dating stacy at the time and she and her friend angela wanted to go see some movie we were going to the movies and they wanted to see prognosis negative i don't know what it was it was some stupid <laughs> movie, <whatever> lunch. Movie. <laughs> but oh brother oh brother right out there had come out and i'm like you guys go see that movie. I'm going to go see this. One. Wow. I'm like, no, I'm not going. I'm, I want to go see this movie. So they finally ended up going to see Oh Brother Where Art There with me. And? And loved it. Of course. It. <laughs> We're like, oh, <laughs> thank you so much for making us go to that movie. And, like, You're welcome. <laughs> and, you, and now you don't even remember what the other movie was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even remember what that other movie was. It was some big movie at the time. I don't remember what it was. Well, ain't this place a geographical oddity? Two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> he's trying to get his death for Dan and he can't yeah. get it delivered for two weeks <laughs> say any of you boys smithies or if not smithies per se were you otherwise trained in the metallurgic arts before strange circumstances forced you into this life of aimless wandering and that's when he gets pulled out of the train <laughs> that might be the best scene in the movie yeah. where he throws himself into the train and he, and he stands up and he kind of starts to dust himself off and then one of his buddies starts to get up into the train and they're all chained together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he gets up and he's like, say any of you boys smithies. And so we've got, he's, he's standing up. One of the right. guys is getting up. One yep. of the guys is still running alongside the train. the train. He gives his little speech. And then the one outside trips, trips and falls and they all get pulled out <laughs> of the train. So good. <laughs> and, and the movie that, that, that scene does nothing to propel the story. Like, no. it's just a moment. It's just a funny moment. It establishes kind of like what that character is like. Um, it reminds us that, that they're all chained together and that, that that's, a, that's really a problem. But it doesn't propel the arc of anybody. That, like, they don't get anywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. 
And because it, on top of it, I think the thing that gets that makes it for that makes that scene for me is that because of the cha- this chain reaction is slow. Like he's finishing his line as right. the guy outside trips. Yeah. Uh, and now, so you have a full like second and a half to process what's about to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good writing. That's like that's 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 smart writing mm-hmm. and smart use of the camera to uh, be able to play that background um action and have it like oh and you you fully have the mo- that moment to figure it out like oh this is going to go poorly whoop and out he goes <laughs> it's john turturro and tim blake nelson and that's the yeah, first time i remember I, seeing tim blake nelson yeah, ever that's where i discovered him as well i i really uh came to like him a lot was he was delmar yes yeah. he was in uh i'm trying to think yeah He's in their latest movie. He's been in a few of them, yeah. The, the, oh, oh, the, the, Cohen, the Cohen brothers do that. Yeah, now they reuse people. The oh, Ballad yeah. of Buster Scruggs, right? Yeah. Frances McDormand has been in a bajillion of their movies. Like, yeah. she's well, she's, she's married she's to one of them. Yeah, she's like in all of them. <laughs> she's married to one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Holly so, Hunter shows up in a bunch um, of them. Yeah, and uh, 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 um, oh, what the hell is his name? John Goodman repeats. Yeah. Um, John Tim Turturro. Root. Tim Root, yeah. Tim Root always, like, I saw an interview with Tim Root one time where every time the Coen brothers offer him a part, he's like immediately, like, I just say yes before they even tell me what the part is because I know right. it's going to be, I know it's going to be weird. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun to play. His character in No Brother Were Out There was awesome. <laughs> Steven <laughs> the Root. The blind guy who runs the recording. Steven studio. Root. <laughs> S- singing in my can. Yeah. <laughs> Milton, right? Milton, Stephen Root. Yep, yep. Stephen Root. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Stephen Root. But like, yeah, every time he, he, he I saw him get down, uh, interviewed once, and he was like, "Yeah, I just, you know, automatically." Yep. Because they write, they they write the weirdest parts for him. <laughs> Charles Durning is in. He's in um, Hudsucker Proxy, isn't he? Uh, um, and Big Lebowski. Who, who does he play? Do I know the he's name? He's the old bald guy. Papio Daniel, yeah, yeah. Well, he's the he's the head of the company, isn't he? In uh, Hudsucker, well, he's the official head of the company. Um, yeah, right, right. What's his famous actor guy is really running things? Uh, Not Robert Redford, the other one. Paul yeah, Newman. Paul Newman. There you go. Good job. We're all old and can't remember stuff. I've seen No Country for Old Men. That's very different. That's awesome. Movie. Yeah, I like that one. It's, it's a good movie, but it's very different. Have you seen The Lady Killers? I have not. No. Pretty but fun. I but I do love Burn After Reading just because oh, it has yeah. Yeah, one of the best too. one of the best best death scenes in any movie any movie ever. <laughs> Brad Pitt's character in that is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a huge bad Brad Pitt fan by a long shot. Um, yeah. I like him in certain movies, certain roles where usually the, the more cocky he is, the more mm-hmm. I kind of like him. Yeah. And he's, well, he's cocky, but he's dumb cocky. Yeah. <laughs> and burn exactly. after reading. He's like, like he's, he's cocky, cocky because he has like, and he has nothing to back it up. Right. You know, <laughs> he's yeah. such an idiot. Um, and whenever I think of Burn After Reading, I like literally the first thing that I kind of think of is him like dancing in place. 
just jumping around because he's the fitness, fitness nut that he's just director guy. Yeah, yeah he's constantly <laughs> trying to stay fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True grit's a lot of True grit's a lot of fun too. We skipped over intolerable cruelty. I've I not never seen. That. I haven't seen that. I haven't either. seen that one either. I know Catherine Zeta Jones is in it. Pretty sure. <laughs> oh, maybe I have. You know what? Maybe I have seen that one. It's just been a long time. It's another one of the ones that I wanted to see at the time and never got around to. Mm-hmm. The one that's got some dude in an iron lung at the end. I don't know. I or or, or ho- hooked up to some machine that's keeping him alive or something like Big that. Big Lebowski's got a dude in an iron lung, but it's in the middle. A dude. <laughs> it's got a dude Wait, and an iron dude. lung. <laughs> <laughs> it has a man in an iron lung. <laughs> and a coffee can. Every so often. And a man in a coffee can. Mm-hmm. Every so often, there's a man. Okay, so a serious man. Um, I watched that yesterday. I I knew I was going to rewatch the Big Lebowski, Big Lebowski. and then uh-huh. I wanted to pick one, at least one that I, I hadn't seen yet, and that uh-huh. one was on Netflix, and it looked interesting, and it got good reviews. Man, that one is slow. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's one of those Coen Brothers movies. It's slow I, and weird and dark but still funny but really slow and you're you're I, constantly wondering where is this movie going and then I it just i love it for that very reason you've seen it <laughs> no i haven't seen it oh okay you, you're saying you already <laughs> love it <laughs> i said i would probably love it for that very reason i haven't seen it but now that <laughs> you told me it's on netflix i'm definitely gonna watch it yeah it's got michael stuhlbarg stuhlbarg in it who's um, he was in uh, Fargo season, was it season three? The one with uh, Ewan McGregor and Ewan McGregor? <laughs> I think yeah. that's season three. He was, uh, he yeah, was, he was uh, better looking, uh, more successful, skinny Ewan McGregor's right-hand man at the parking lot company. Cy uh, something, Cy. I forget his last name. Yeah, he had a, must, a mustache. <laughs> and then he was the uh he was the fourth guy in the fourth at you know uh top build actor in Arrival the CIA guy okay. whose whose uh satellite phone she steals at the end to call the Chinese. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was a really good character movie. But again, <laughs> watch it when you know during the day when you're awake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and don't smoke. Got it. Yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Inside Llewellyn Davis was the, the the other one I wanted to watch, but I couldn't find that one. I haven't seen that one either. I remember thinking you're hearing about it and, and thinking that looked good. Well, oh, the man who wasn't there. We skipped over that with Billy Bob Thornton. And uh, yeah, I, I started watching that once and couldn't get into it. It was so slow. Yeah, that's another slow one, but it's good. It's got a, it's got a, a Scarlett Johansson in it. Well, I might have Always to rethink watching. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Scarlett Johansson in it? All right, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, True Grit was was really good, but it's a it's a remake. Yeah, oh, but it's, it's a really good remake. It's a really good remake. Yeah. It's it's worth it just for some of the dialogue if you can decipher it. If you can understand <laughs> it. Yeah. What 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 happened to um Jeff Bridges' tongue? Like did he injure it? 
No, I think I think that was a character choice, Mike. See, well, he, I think do that sometimes. He, he talks like that now in real life. I thought that's maybe, just how maybe, he talks now. Maybe that was how he used to talk and has always talked, and he has affected a uh, more legible, you know, more uh, uh, understandable yeah. way of talking in order to yeah. be an actor, and has now gotten old enough that he just don't give a crap no more. And so he's just gonna talk loud. What if he talked like that in Tron? That would be got cool. an, an <laughs> oh, got a strangely enlarged tongue. <laughs> his tongue is too big for his mouth, and his voice is all gravelly, sort of kind of talk. <laughs> what is unbroken? I don't know. I'm just Angelina Jolie directed, directed it. Yeah, they wrote it for with some other people. Bridge of Spies. Yep, seen that one. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Yep. Is that a war movie? Nah, it's a spy movie. Spy movie. Well, yeah, and kind of a war movie, too, yeah. Oh, wow, Tom Hanks. Yep, Tom Hanks is in it. How have I not heard of this movie? Tom Hanks is also in The Lady Killers. He's the main character in that. Joel Cohen is doing a Macbeth? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have to watch that. Yeah. To be announced. You can yep. watch that at some indeterminate point in the future. <laughs> right. But Francis McDormand is Lady Macbeth. Out damn, out damn spot. <laughs> she's not talking to a dog either. She's talking to a, a bloodstain. <laughs> so yeah, True Grit's the last one of theirs that I've seen. I haven't seen anything in the It'd last It'd be really decade. interesting to see the, uh, one of the Coens do um, uh, Macbeth because that that's a that's Shakespeare. It's a tragedy. It only has one funny scene in the entire thing, and it's dead in the middle. It's like this movie or this 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 because I've read it for um, literature class years and years ago, and it's it's a heavy story with no comedy. <laughs> like, uh. Even you know a lot of Shakespeare's tragedies even have like comedic moments that kind of help you to. Macbeth is heavy, and then it has one scene that's like, it's just a clown scene. It's just nothing but funny. Um, and then it gets dark again <laughs> for the whole, yeah. rest of this, the whole rest of the play. <laughs> like, I wonder what, what that would look like for a cone. No, no, no comedy? Oh, I suppose. I mean, they did do No Country for Old Men, which doesn't really... No. It, has, it has dark, that has some grim humor in it, but not really, you know, funny, funny. Right. But then they also did Oh Brother Where Out Though, which is loosely based on, you know, the Odyssey, you know, sort of. Yeah, I'm, cur- I'm curious. Well, I mean, yeah. and, but the thing about this, too, is like the cast is listed by the actual like, you know, it's Mac- Lord Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, King Duncan, so forth. It's like, yeah, it's the play. It's not like this kind of translation thing. So it'd be interesting. But is it going to be like a what was the Claire Danes, Romeo and Juliet thing? Where it's like set in modern times or something. And they have gone. Uh, I mean, guns the, the description that they've got here talks about it. You know, a Scottish lord become con- becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland. His ambitious wife, blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, it, hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Okay, seems seems like it might be historic. Historic. Very interesting. First solo directorial directorial effort by Joel Cohen. Oh my alone. God. Bad and directed it. What? What? What did you say? What? I said Joel Cohen is oh wrote, wrote and directed and is it. Directing yeah. Macbeth. No, I just itself. I just noticed this thing on, under other works. Bad Santa was rewritten 
by the Coen brothers. <laughs> nice. Un- uncredited. Uncredited rewrite. That's why it's a great movie. <laughs> I, that's it's my favorite Christmas movie. That's like it's if awesome. I had to only put one movie on, I would play that. I would play that one every time. There's a there's a lot of a lot of well known um well known screenwriters people whether whether they are also directors or producers also but you know like if they're screenwriters there's a lot of uncredited rewrites where like people come in and they just like we want you to just like you know give it you know make the script a little snappier or you know throw a few uh, a few jokes in into into it or what just give us you know a little tweak mm-hmm. that happens quite a bit mike looking at now <laughs> no, i was just looking through the rest of the other works it's a lot of short stories poems plays and then they executive produce fargo despite not liking it <laughs> uh, well exec executive producer executive producer often uh-huh. is a ceremonial t- title no, yeah. no. They, they may not be directly involved that much that just means they get a a, a check every time one of those airs yep Cha-ching. Well, and, well and yeah i mean they created the the property the universe so sure that's yeah. how you like that's that's one of the best paying gigs in hollywood is if you create a series even if you don't work on it like create write the pilot mm-hmm. and then have the series be and, and then never you know write another episode and just have the series be successful yep right um, and you get paid for, you know, story by, you know, based on characters by every time. Yeah, like Ricky Gervais did two seasons of The British Office and then became a gazillionaire on The American Office that he had virtually nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> because Which it was his idea. Forever and it's, you know, constantly in reruns yeah. and he gets his he gets his check for 93 cents every month, you know, so like he, has, <laughs> he, has to, he has to sign it like Jerry. <laughs> his hands all crippled his hands all cramped up because he signs his re- his residuals from the japanese like his his like one joke what was it what, what he was like he's he's in like one joke of his is in the opening for some japanese comedy show it's just like a clip of him and they play it all the gets, time and it gets played all the time but he, he gets, gets like, like che- 13 cents checks every time. and he has to <laughs> endorse the checks and his hand gets crippled and then he can't open the doors or the drawers on the giant chest of drawers that in Kramer's apartment where the uh, the Japanese guys are are sleeping and they get stuck in there because the hot tub caused the wood <laughs> to expand. <laughs> so he has to get a hatchet, like a he gets like the fire axe, yeah, to bust it open. And it's like some you know uh, designer furniture from some person who somebody they know knows, and they get all offended that he destroyed the furniture. <laughs> Pull my hand. Yeah, that was the hot. <laughs> That was the hot tub where one where yeah Jerry's trying to get the, the the their Japanese businessman that he's trying to get them to bring was the super happy fun hour or whatever that that's the show right he's he's like trying to get it brought to America somehow this you know this is one of Kramer's get rich you know schemes where he's trying to like get run that a show bed and breakfast brought to America <laughs> he puts them up in his apartment yeah, and they're puts them- because they're Japanese they're so small and they're used to sleeping in tiny little compartments so he he puts them in the giant chest of drawers it's so ridiculous <laughs> god <laughs> i remember there being jokes about how they constantly gave them oranges <laughs> like the japanese don't have oranges it's a it's a delicacy. It's a delicacy, Jerry. And he's like giving them oranges. And then at the end, when they have been rescued from the crazy Americans, they're like, <laughs> we haven't eaten in days. And they give, he's like just 
tearing this orange apart in order to eat it. <laughs> Earlier in the episode, they couldn't figure out why they were begin- being given oranges all the time. Ridiculous. <laughs> all right, so favorite Coen Brothers movie of all time? Go. Larry, you've already said it's Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah. I think that might, one. that might be mine, too, if I have I mean, to I pick like- one. If forced to choose between O Brother and The Big Lebowski, I'll have to say The Big Lebowski. Nice. I like I like everything in that in that era, like Hudsucker, Fargo, Big Lebowski, O Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh-huh. All right, Craig, do you have time for a Kevin question and or a viewer mail? Uh, Kevin question, sure. Okay. Is it viewer mail? Is it just one of our guests, our regular guests, writing in to tell us about something that we screwed up on? It's a little bit more involved than that. Save oh, it for next That's time. even worse. Okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued. That's even worse. <laughs> what? <laughs> Larry says he's intrigued. Oh. I'm intrigued. Well, I'm up-, up for a Kevin question. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, 153 question. If Tom Hanks was the pilot in Castaway, do you think he could have landed that FedEx plane on the ocean with his Captain Sully skills? If so, would that plane have been taken by Somali pirates? <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Nice. <laughs> that <was> no. <laughs> if Tom Hanks was the pilot of that FedEx plane, it wouldn't have gone down in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, given that this this so basically, we, we there's a Tom Hanks character who has done who who is everything like every yeah, every sure. character that Tom Hanks has played is this just this one guy. Yeah. Well, the unfortunate part about that is that he wouldn't have been able to do any of that stuff properly because last week he was a 12 year old boy. Yeah, um, and he just doesn't have any skills, <laughs> which, as evidenced by the movie Big. So um, he's just yeah he just wants to get back to the Zoltar machine. Um, and and go back to being a kid, you know. After he bangs Elizabeth Perkins. Oh yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> Banging Elizabeth Perkins in a bunk bed. Alter- you want to sleep? Alternate episode title. Do you want to sleep over? I get to be on top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And was was he flying the plane to his bachelor party? <laughs> you no, he was driving a bus, <laughs> right? Did he drive a school what? bus in bachelor party? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but so. <laughs> and then you got to work. You got to work in the Apollo thirteen thing there, where something goes oh, wrong yeah. with whatever he's flying or driving, right. and he has yeah. to go through a improbable series of of real life events where he fixes one thing after another in order to get himself to his final destination. <laughs> also he's a hitman he's not in final destination <laughs> also he also he's a hitman and a beloved children's television host <laughs> simultaneously if we're going to combine these all yeah. into one character he's road to perdition tom hanks and also nice. mr rogers <laughs> and his sidekick is bill paxton who looks terrible because he's sick from getting the clap from kevin bacon <laughs> okay. Jeez. 
I still have to see the um, Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, and he dies of AIDS at the end. So, oh. you know. Um, Philadelphia. <laughs> is that the movie that made Tom Hanks stop accepting awards? Either during no, that, that was the first. Or, that was the, the first or, Oscar. Uh, was that the first one? I know it's because like Forrest there was Gump a period was where he was one. getting nominated every year, and he yeah. eventually just said he stopped accepting the, the nominations. He didn't. Uh, he didn't want to go for the hat trick, huh? The turkey. <sighs> I don't know. Isn't is that is that what you call it in bowling? The turkey. Yes, in bowling it's a turkey. Yeah. You talk about the egot. <laughs> Tom Hanks doesn't have an egot. <laughs> Although he, he could, if he wanted to, he could. Of course he could. He's Tom Hanks. <laughs> he can do absolutely anything. What is an egot? Oh my gosh! You know what this is? It's an Emmy, Emmy, a, a Grammy, Grammy an, Oscar, an Oscar, and a Tony. And okay. a Tony. I had never heard that uh, that acronym. There's before. somebody who has who has an egot. Oh, a whole bunch of people do. Mostly composers. Okay. Lots of composers. Whoopi Goldberg has one. There you go. I knew there was like an actor who had an EGOT. Yeah. Because she, yeah, she got the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in Ghost. She's got a Daytime Emmy. Um, she got a Grammy for one of her comedy albums. Um, and she got a Tony for something on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, there's a handful of actors who have them, but it's a lot of yeah. them are composers. Mel Brooks has one. Sure. Because of the producers, I imagine. Yeah. All the different variations of the producers. Who else has one, Mike? Uh, looking. <laughs> well, I was trying to get like you know, Whoopi Goldberg level of fame, but Mel Brooks is the closest. Let's see. Uh, on, uh, on Thirty Rock, uh, Tracy Lloyd Webber. Wanted to, Tracy wanted to try to get one, uh -huh. um, by and he was going to do it by writing a a great song that would get him a Grammy that would then be turned into a musical. <laughs> that would get him a Tony that would then that would then also be turned into a television show and a hit movie. <laughs> oh, John Legend, I think most recent 2 oh. years ago. John Gielgud, Marvin Hamlish, these it's all like old school after that. Yeah. Uh Whoopi, uh Mike Nichols, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, really? Audrey Rita Moreno. How did oh. Helen Hayes? When yeah. did how did Audrey Hepburn get a Grammy? Did she do a, uh, do albums or something? I'm just not familiar. The Grammy Best Spoken Word Album for Children, Audrey Hepburn's Enchanted Tales, 1994. Oh, she did like a children's book reading kind of thing. Okay, that's where that's a good that's a good place to get like it's it's hard to do the EGOT if you're like getting the popular music Grammy because you're probably not doing TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of the EGOTs they uh, if they if they aren't musicians to begin with like primarily known as musicians the grammy comes out of like one of those odd categories yeah yeah like spoken word album spoken or, word. or comedy album or you know that stuff yeah yeah her oscar and her tony were for best actress in the same year 1954 but her emmy you'll never guess what it's for audrey hepburn 1993 emmy emmy i'm guessing it's got to be like some guest starring role on some something right is it a guest starring role <laughs> no Ninety three. Yeah, I couldn't. What the hell was Audrey well, you're, Hepburn you're, in? You're never going to guess. Ninety three. Okay, well, so I'll then just tell, tell you. Outstanding individual achievement in informational programming for Gardens of the World with Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> like, I guess she was a host for some PBS show. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? If if Whoopi's daytime Emmy counts, that counts. Yeah, that counts. 
<laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so there you go, Kevin. Um, We've got yeah. way off the rails on that question. <laughs> so sure, sure, Kevin, exactly. Yes, um, uh, Tom Hanks's multifaceted character um, could do all of that stuff. I'm sure. Yep. He, it, it, uh, the problem, the problem was that Sully came out after um, uh, Castaway, and so you know Tom so Hanks and Cast to... Tom Hanks and Castaway got back, and then he learned how to fly. Right. He if he had learned, if he had gotten his pilot's license beforehand, the story of Castaway might have been very different. No. Yep. Uh, Whippy Goldberg's uh, Emmy for The View was was uh, after she had already been an EGOT. She has a previous Emmy uh, for out, Outstanding Class Special, Beyond Terra, The Extraordinary Life of Hattie McDaniel. Class Special. I don't even know what the hell that is. It sounds like... <laughs> Sounds like even lower ranking than a daytime than a, than Emmy. A daytime yeah. Emmy. <laughs> is this like a Clio? Is that like a commercial award? Like you're doing an advertisement and win a Clio? <laughs> All right. Does that about do it? I think so. Larry. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for Goodbye, Larry. Goodbye, Larry. <laughs> Okay, the Daytime um, Emmy Award for Outstanding Special Class series is an Emmy Award given to television programs that do not, quote, fall into other established categories. Oh, okay, so it's, uh, <laughs> we don't know where to put this. Where do I, where do I stick where this? Where do I stick this? <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's the shmemmy of the shmemmies. <laughs> the shmemmy? Of the shmemmies, which is, okay. what, which is the, the, the derogatory term for the Daytime Emmys, because they're not the real <laughs> Emmys. Emmy shmemmy, yeah. <laughs> but it's not it's not even just a regular shmemmy, it's a shmemmy of a shmemmy. It's, it's a shmemmy of a shmemmy, yeah. It's like it's even well, we got these established shmemmies over here, and then we got this other group of stuff over here, this pile of crap. We don't know what to do with this. What do we call this? Well, we'll just make up a term for it and pick one. Congratulations. Whoopi Goldberg. What? <laughs> All right. Where can they find us, Craig? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to uh, nerdburgergames.com to learn about game stuff and drivethroughrpg.com to uh, buy some of those games. Um, also at, at uh, nerdburgergames.com, I'm, um, I'm a sucker, so I'm doing like a, a, a weekend game online game convention thing that i'm organizing um oh, yeah. on august 14th 15th and 16th so there's a page there for that you can learn all about that you can sign up for it it's gonna be free because i'm really a sucker and i'm not gonna get paid for this because <laughs> i don't know how to monetize shit. <laughs> so we're all zooming in for this thing right uh yeah zoom and hangouts and roll 20 and whatever whatever platform people want to use um, whatever the GM wants to use, like the the events will list what platform the GM is going to use, so you can be prepared for that. Would it is it good for newbies like me, people who don't know what the hell they're doing? Sure. <laughs> yeah, just right. l- look for the games that are listed as like eight and up. Gotcha. <laughs> like if we can teach an eight year old, we can we can teach Larry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm special needs. <laughs> well, tune in next week. When we'll uh, give you a history lesson from Andy that we didn't get to today. Uh. Maybe you can learn something then. (laughs) 
on the next episode of Nerdburger, listen to Mike say the line, I slaughtered this horse last Tuesday. I'm afraid she's starting to turn. <laughs> Just before we decide to leave because uh, Allison run off. Are you in an OFT? We're in a tight spot. <laughs> and uh, and we promise we will not seek the treasure. <laughs> nothing good ever comes out of seeking the, the treasure. treasure. <laughs> and by the way, that guy that they stay with who does the R U N N O F T, his character's name is Wash Hogwallop. <laughs> Hogwallop or Hugwallop? Hog. Wallop, hog wallop, like, like, like punching a pig, a hog wallop, <laughs> or getting punched by a pig. What? Or getting punched by a pig? That's How does true. a hog wallop work? Does that go both ways? When the pig stands up on its on its on its two hind hooves and has boxing gloves on, you're like, you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, here comes a hog wallop. <laughs> Or, get, or getting hit by fight. a pig. Like if I had a dead slaughtered pig and I just slapped you upside the head with it. That's that swung it around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you prefer your punishment? We can, <laughs> we can ball tap you <laughs> or <laughs> hog, hog wallop, wallop. you. <laughs> I'll take the hog wallop. <laughs> and then I went back to her place and got hog walloped. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my head. <laughs> I love these names. Homer Stokes, Vernon T. Waldrip. <laughs> Happy O'Daniel. Anyway. <laughs> watch Old Brother Where Art Thou, everybody. Do. Do it. Good.